Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. This Monday, Bishop Dag will continue to help you understand how you can become a megachurch. You will find out why there must be transformation and metamorphosis if you want to be powerfully used by God. After listening, you will discover the changes that you must be willing to undertake if you want God to use you to raise up and plant many more churches. Find out the importance of openness and focusing on the glory of God to change you into a minister who yields many churches for the kingdom. Be blessed by today's enlightening word. Hallelujah. Lift your hand. Father, thank you for changing our lives like you changed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. It's time to give an offering and I want to go into um, the power of giving offerings. The power that it has to uh, remove curses. Amen. Or to fight curses at least if it doesn't do anything. Amen. Now, in Malachi, the Bible says, will a man rob God? And he says, yes. People can rob God. Amen. But you will never rob God. But you say, where have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, I just want us to really believe that Curses are like a gas, you see, which spreads to every part of the cabin or every part of the house or every part of wherever the gas is found. And You may even be inside a room which is closed, but the gas still comes there. So, a curse is like a gas which has its own way of afflicting you. No matter the security that you set up to protect yourself from it. Are you with me? And that is why everybody must have a proper Respect for curses. Must respect the concept. Now, there are people who don't really care at all. Now, you, you may say you don't care. But when it starts, you find out that you care. I remember one of the guys who tried to bomb the, the Twin Towers in America, 
some years ago. He, he actually tried first to bomb those towers, but it didn't succeed, and I think he was caught. So when he was tried, he, he said he didn't care about whatever. And uh, when he was finally sentenced, I think for life, many life imprisonments, to be in a cell seven feet by ten feet. Do you see? Seven feet by ten for life in concrete walls so that you cannot kill yourself. Do you see? After he stayed there for a short while, he started caring about his situation and started to appeal. You know, because when you appeal, then there's a reason to bring you out to court. Last week, I saw a man who was doing a campaign against solitary confinement. He was in solitary confinement for some years. No human contact. And what can happen to you whilst you are there? Now, it is, it is easy to say, I don't care. But when it starts to happen, you realize that you care about what a curse is. So, never intentionally provoke a curse because unintentionally we are often bringing about curses unintentionally. Like, you, before you realize by Friday, you've done something that is one of the things that brings curses. Are you with me? Even lies bring curses, telling lies. Now, in Deuteronomy 28, he mentions the things that are curses. And today, by today's offering, I'm believing God with you that this will not apply to you ever. He says, Thou, the Lord shall bring thee, in verse 36, and thy king which thou shalt set over thee, to a nation which thou, neither thou nor thy fathers have known. Okay? Now, when you are carried to countries, you know, that you don't really want to be in, per se, against your wishes, then you find out that you are, there's some kind of a curse. You rarely find a lot of Americans in Ghana. Do you see? Like they've come here for jobs. Oh, you don't, you don't understand my English explanation. You, you don't easily find. So all these British people have come to Ghana like for a job. No. Like they, they, are, they are doing clean, they are, they are cleaning at SIC, SSB, they are cleaners. Like Germans are sweeping, cleaning, cleaning the carpets. 
wiping, eh? <laughs> sweeping across central. They've applied to work as nurses at Kolibu. Huh? Or they are working in the mortuary. Do you, do, you, do you know any people like that? No. But do you know any nationals of any country which have gone to another country? They are happy to be cleaners. They are looking for a cleaning job. From 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. You clean. Or 5 a.m. to 7 in the morning. And then another one in the evening. Then you are done for the day. Two cleaning jobs. Do you see Dutch and Belgian? (laughs) Belgians in Nigeria selling fast food. Like Nigerian fast food. What is Nigerian fast food? Eba and or maybe they are selling, or they are roasting plantain by the roadside in Ghana. Or they are making kelewele. But do you know any country where they are selling fast food where you see your brother behind there is serving, he's frying the thing. And even your, your knowledge of him is a connection. Hey. So, Curses have different ways of being implemented. And he says, the Lord shall bring thee and thy king, which thou shalt set over thee, unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And thou shalt carry much seed out into the field and gather but little in. Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Wow. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coasts, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil, for the olive shall cast his fruit. Now, carrying much seed into the field, Think of the seeds that people sow into their lives of education. One brother had two master's degrees apart from the first degree and a PhD and also is a doctor. A number of times I've met people who have applied for jobs and they have said when they apply the people tell them you are too qualified, overqualified. One brother was a chartered accountant as well as a MBA as well as a, I think a PhD, so, so many things. So at a point, every time he applies and he releases much seed into the field, he decided now he will not give all those qualifications. He just selected one. <laughs> yes, masters will do. Because carrying much seed into the field and not getting 
what you should have gotten from it is one of the things which is a curse. From today, this shall not apply to you. You know, and I'm saying this so that as we give our offerings wherever we are all over the world, as we support the work of God and support to build the church, which has been going since 1987, 1986, 87. We've been on it. How many years is that? 36 years. Yes. So, as we've been on it, I believe God that as we plant seed and sow and learn to give even more the curse, you see, this thing is a curse. It's also going to be broken in our lives. Do you believe it? Amen. So from today, every benefit you are supposed to get from having gone to school, begin to reap it and begin to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, it says, and then there shall thou serve other gods, wood and stone. When you are carried to another nation, one of the curses is that you serve other gods, wood and stone gods. So, brothers and sisters, you see, to sin is also sometimes the way a curse manifests. In your life. The curse can manifest in a way as to make you sin. So he said, You will serve God's idol, which is the West is that in, in the Ten Commandments is the is the West of the Ten Commandments to break, to, to serve an idol, to serve any other God apart from God. So he said that as part of the curse. You will serve other gods, wood and stone. A number of times I've seen this in the Bible. He said, the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians, I think chapter 2, he says that because they wouldn't believe the truth, God sent them a delusion so that they should believe a lie. So that they should believe a lie. So believing a lie is part of a punishment sometimes. That you are actually made to believe lies. And you embrace the lies. And follow the lie. Until your explosion comes. Have you found that verse? Beautiful. For this cause God shall send them strong delusion. That they should believe a lie. Now look at the world. When I say look at the world. That has rejected Jesus Christ as the savior. So when they are, they are made to believe that there is no God, there is no Jesus, there is no Savior, there's nothing, just you, yourself, and live. There's nothing like God. Nothing will happen. Do you see? Only that when the time comes and then you discover that, wait, I made a big mistake and I have believed a lie, that's when you see that 
the one who is given a delusion to believe a lie is the one who is being punished by God. And that's why he said, you will be carried to other nations and there you will serve God's wood and stone. So one of the things that um, Rick Joyner said, he said you should pray about your current delusion. What you are believing that is a mistake today. Because we all have some current delusions that we believe in at each stage of our lives. And I believe that as you serve God, part of his grace to you is to believe the truth and to believe it in time where you can make changes. And part of the punishment is not even like maybe a curse that maybe you will die or you will be sick or something like that, but it's like you'll be given a lie to believe or you'll be, you'll be carried to go and serve wood and stones. And you say, oh, wood, you are, you are God. Wood, you are great. Wood, you've helped me. Stones, I love you. Only to discover later on that there is a God in heaven who made all the, these stones that we dug out of the ground. How can they be our gods? But for someone who believes it with all his or her heart, you realize that they have been given a delusion to believe. So today, as we sow our seed, I want us all to pray. You see, for instance, if you are giving an offering in the church and your money is being misused and your money that you are giving is not really being used for what you, you were made to believe that it is being used for, then you are believing a lie. And it is not good for you. That's the, that's the reality. Yeah. So, you, it, it is important that you are, you are solid on the truth. Because I'm sure that anybody who is supporting wants to support the work of God. Not any, anything else. Yes. So let us pray. You know, when you read this book, uh, Rejoiner's book, uh, The Final Quest, you see so many people who got to heaven and were so shocked about the mistakes that they made. You know, that's why humility is important. And most of the problems in heaven, when they got to heaven, was about love and then humility. It's like these were the big mistake areas. Something to do with love. Because see, love goes in a different way than you will expect. Love forgives. Love says, play on. Love says, I have mercy on you. Forgiveness says it's okay. Humility goes the opposite way that all men go. And most of the mistakes are from that. So, ladies and gentlemen... Let us today have faith as we plant our seed in God and say, Lord, my seed, my offering, my tithe, I present to you. And my prayer is that it will go to help to advance the kingdom with great strength.
And number two, that God will break the curse of believing a lie. Yes. That you will be delivered from believing a lie. Or any lie that is in the system. So that that curse will be lifted. He said, God said, you, I'll give you a lie to believe. One time I met somebody who had believed a lie. And the person was shocked when the person discovered the truth. But it was too late to prevent the distraction that had happened in the person's life. Irreversible distraction. It's very sad. So, I want us to pray today and I want us to give one of the most spiritual offerings we have ever given. Lord, save me from this thing. Save me from serving wood and stone. Save me from the delusion of believing a lie. Let me only believe the truth. That's why we pray for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and he will lead us. Hallelujah. How many believe that God can do that for you today and bless you to be established in truth and not in delusions? Amen. Father, thank you for everyone who is giving today to support your work. Thank you for the tithes, the offerings, the donations, the church buildings that your people are so inspired to give like never before. I thank you. I thank you that you are raising up millionaires and people with genuine wealth that supersedes anything we have ever known in the past in our church. I thank you. I thank you for multi-millionaires and inheritors of wealth, men of substance that will come out of our midst as the years go by. Thank you for teaching us to give better than we ever gave in the past. And thank you that your church will be built for your glory. Thank you that by the time we finish our course, we'd have done something for your glory, something that will last. We give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to take out your tithes, your offerings, your first offering, your second offering, your third offering, everything you have. Because in case it rains, you never know. We are hoping it will not rain, but there's some chance of, I see some angry clouds. This is the corner that they come from, this corner. How many have noticed they come from this corner here? Yes. When you look in this corner, you can see whether the mood of the sky Take out your tithes, your offering. If you are watching online, television, wherever you are, take out your offering. God is going to bless you mightily and your life will never be the same again because God is blessing you and honoring you greatly. He is blessing you and honoring you greatly. He's honoring you and blessing you greatly. He's honoring you and blessing you greatly as you give. Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure. 
pressed down, shaken together, running over. Now, do you know why I believe that uh, uh, our church is going to have a certain kind of substantially wealthy people coming up, especially coming up to the end of my life and ministry. Because I can see that there is more giving now than ever before. More people give substantially. And people give directly and build cathedrals and churches more directly. No bend, no curve. Now, we never used to do that. I could stand somewhere and ask people to give offering of 1,000. It would be like though I'm extracting a tooth without anesthesia. Do you see? But now it's not like that. Before I finish preaching today, somebody will have called my secretary to say that I want to build a church building. Yeah, that's how it is. And they are giving freely, even people who are not in our church. Now, when Kenneth Hagin's life was at the end, there were many, many millionaires. All, all of them supported. See, they didn't need a church. They didn't use a church. The individuals were very wealthy people were supporting. So when he died, they didn't have anybody to support again. Yeah. All these guys. I have a pastor friend in America. He was saying he's coming. He said, oh, he doesn't need any. He'll come with his private jet. He has a lot of millionaires in his church. They will pay for his private jet to come. Yes. So I believe God is going to somehow, I don't know how, don't ask me how. Do you want to ask me how? Because I don't know how. I believe you'll be there to see that great blessing and victory come to pass practically in our lives. Amen. How many are glad to be part of something and you see the end of it too? To God be the glory. At my age, I'm just 12 years to 70. Yes. 12 years to 70. And by the time you are 70, I mean, you sh- I don't know what it's like, but I feel that you are getting, I mean, towards an end of something. <laughs> yeah. So we just have a few years to try to cross. And uh, all my young apostles, you have a lot of things to do. Yes. You are going to carry on. Become the bow-legged elders. Do you know why the bow-legged is there? From horse riding. Horse in the spirit. Yes. From riding around and moving around. Preaching and talking. Talking and talking and talking. To the end of your lives. Amen. God will do it. Are you glad that God is going to do great things? Bless. Many, many are going to do greater things. Greater things than we've ever imagined. God is great. He has brought us safe thus far. And by his grace, he will see us to the end. Amen. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, have we already come. Twas grace that brought us safe thus far. And grace will see us home. 
Amen. So, may the Lord bless you to not believe in lies. Amen. May the Lord bless you to only be protected and help to believe in truth. Yes. May God bless you and your family in such a way that you will never bow down to serve gods of wood and stone and brass and silver. May God bless you with the blessing of serving him with joy with all your heart and not serving anything else. Father, I thank you for this blessing. For since that day I put down my stethoscope and took up this mantle, you have made me to serve only you and not the gods of wood and stone and gold and silver. I thank you for this blessing that is imparted to your people in a special way. We give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Hallelujah. Welcome to our Founders Day service right here at the Jesus Savior of the World Square. You're all looking beautiful in your constituency t-shirts. I can see Accra Technical University, formerly Poly. I can see Lovelets. Give me a wave, Lovelets. So many I can see. I can see Kitasi. I can see the Greater Love constituency. I can see Legon Pentagon. Wow, too many to mention. But you are welcome to a fantastic service. And I can see our apostles and gathering service overseers from outside Accra. You are all welcome. And I believe today we are going to have a fantastic time in the presence of God. Oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Amen. Today we are celebrating the birthday of our prophet, our pastor, our father, and the good gift which God gave to us. And here at the First Love Church, we are blessed to call him our personal person and our pastor. And we are grateful to God. The Bible says, in all things, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. And so it's the will of God for us to come together and to show appreciation and thankfulness for the gift that God gave us. Are you blessed or you're not blessed? And I believe every constituency, every group here today, is, it's a blessing to be here and a blessing to see today. And to see God adding another year to our pastor's life. Amen. Hey, serious. Who are those with the signs? Things are happening. And it's, it's, it's wonderful that on our prophet's birthday, we are about to be blessed. But that's how it is. If you, when a rich man celebrates his birthday, you are blessed. And um, today, we are going to hear the word of God once again from our pastor at this Founders Day service. And... There's a whole, tell, hey. Tell, tell your neighbor, we are going to be here for a while. Tell your neighbor, don't ask me what time we'll close. Because we have, we are going to be here for, by the time you go home, your parents will wonder whether you are still the same person. Today is a day of happiness, a day of joy, a day of celebration, a day of thankfulness, a day of blessing, and a day of impartation. Hallelujah! Oh, I said hallelujah! Now, 
like I said, we are about to be blessed by the word of God. And our, our prophet's about to climb the stage and preach to us yet, yet another word from God. And uh, like the archbishop would say, uh, uh, something is in the womb of time. I don't remember what it was, but there's something that's in the womb of time. And I have vindication, vindication. I don't really understand it, but I understand the womb of time part. And um, I believe that as time, as the years go by and as time goes by, we are being more and more blessed by the quality of the word and the teaching and the guidance that God has given us through his prophet. And today is no exception as we've come to prophet's birthday he's turning he's turning 58 or he's 10 58 and we are this is a rehearsal for the 60th birthday we have two rehearsals before we get there and today wow 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 put your hands together for them hallelujah and um and uh, today when I parked my car, somebody told me today, be just, we will dirty ourselves. I don't know what it means, but it sounded very nice. Tell your neighbor, today we will dirty ourselves. Hallelujah. And um, I, feel, I feel so happy. And um, I feel so blessed. Look at the many wonderful signs that the people have made to celebrate Prophet's birthday. And um, they are... They are, someone says too much sauce. I don't, I'm not sure, you know, I'm getting old. I don't really understand all these terms. But I understand we'll dirty ourselves. It sounds powerful. Are you ready to dirty yourself? I can't hear you. Are you ready to dirty yourself? It's time to sing the birthday version of nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God. So every constituency, every first lover, everyone full of the Holy Ghost, Join me as we sing on this momentous occasion that nothing is impossible for our God. Nothing is impossible. I want to hear you. You put your trust in God. I can't hear you sing nothing is impossible. Your trust in On the wall, wave at me. From Latte and Edukum. They are jumping. Let's learn from them. Everybody jump as we sing. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His world. Come on. Talking to the voice of God. Is there anything too hard? Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone. Come on, let me see you jump. Oh, everything, oh, everything, yes, everything is possible. Shout, it's possible. Shout, it's possible. It is possible. With God, it's 
it's possible. It's happening with God. Give the Lord a shout of praise and let's welcome our prophet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, what a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Father which art in heaven, thank you for today. Thank you for blessing us to see today. And thank you for your kindness for all of us. Help us to serve you well and to be good servants of you. We are grateful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for all your nice signboards. Hallelujah. Well, thank you all for your wonderful birthday wishes. Hallelujah. Sometimes people celebrate your birthday more than you yourself. It's almost like people were looking for an excuse to be happy. Hallelujah. Why not? Hallelujah. Now, today I just have a short message for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes there might be short messages. Hey. <laughs> sometimes there might be short messages. Beautiful. Now, how to be transformed into a church? How to turn into a church? Thousand micro churches. How you will be transformed into a church? Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Are you excited? Now, number one, open yourself to metamorphosis power. Metamorphosis power. Metamorphosis power. Amen. And of course, this metamorphosis power is the power of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Now the Lord is that spirit, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, 
But we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed. And that word change is metamorphosis. Into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Now, it says, if you don't understand all that I read, it says we are changed into the same image. So change is the word metamorphosis. Okay? Now, metamorphosis. Everybody say metamorphosis. 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 All right. Now, number one, a metamorphosis is a profound change. A profound change in form from one stage to the next. A profound change. Okay? So, a profound change takes place by the power of the Holy Spirit. An amazing change. Okay? Now, number two. It is a complete change of form. Structure or substance. A complete change. So, when I say open yourself to the metamorphosis power of the Holy Ghost is to open yourself to a power that can bring a complete change in your form, in your structure, in your composition. Yes, a complete change. Yes. Complete changes are possible. Amen. Amen. Number three. A complete, any complete change in appearance or character. A complete change in your appearance or your character. That's metamorphosis. So, there's no way you're going to become a church. And, and the reason I'm saying this is because if you cast your mind back, we said that Jacob became two bands. Jesus Christ was the seed. He fell into the ground and he became the church. So he now even calls himself the head and calls us his body. So he's become many people. Abraham has become the father of many nations. When Rebecca was in labor, he said, two nations are in your womb. Two countries are inside you. So, it's possible for one person to become a nation. Yes. Now, the number four is a type of alteration. You see, you are going to be altered by God. 
Sometimes you see wedding dresses, sometimes when brides are coming, it has been altered. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Like the way the dress was, it's been altered. That's why it fits so perfectly. It's been altered. And then she looks so beautiful. You'll be looking beautiful when God finishes with you. Amen. And number six, a structural or functional modification. You'll be modified. So, the Bible is saying here that we with open face beholding us in a glass the glory of God are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is the power behind the change. But in this scripture we see two important keys. Okay? The first key is with an open face. You need to have openness and an open face to be able to receive. You see, when I say openness, you are open and eager-eyed, looking with readiness to receive, easily impressed. Do you see? Now, that is why Satan's main work is to throw slander. In fact, the name devil is the word slanderer. Anytime you see somebody slandering, saying things to blacken somebody's reputation or to pour slime on someone, is slandering the person or is acting like the devil. That's diabolos. The word diabolos means slanderer. You see, Satan has different names. And one of his earlier names was Lucifer, which means brightness. And then diabolos, if you check, if you care to read, it means the slanderer. This is the main work of the devil. Why? Why, why is it important to slander people? Because when you slander someone and the person stands before you, then your face is no more open to receive. But your eyes and your mind and your heart are full of questions. And you have a, um, a closed spirit. And you are not able to receive. And then it takes time to overcome the effect of the slander if you will ever overcome it. And so, Satan's main work, the slanderer, is to slander so that you are not open. You don't have an open face to just receive. Yes. It's it's, it's, it's a stunning reality of exactly what Satan does. You see? Now, when I look at... uh, different people that God has blessed me with over the years, right? It has been most important for me to have an open face when relating with them. I remember um, when I 
spoke to someone about Kenneth Hagen. I said to him that, no, Kenneth Hagen is, is my father in, in the ministry. And I spoke for a few minutes. He was an American. I was speaking to a white man, an American. He said, really? Kenneth Hagen? Then huh. he got up and went behind his desk. I was in his office. It was a book. It was a bookshelf. And he took a book and he put a book on a table in front of me. And he said, read this book. And that book was a book written only about Kenneth Hagin. And how that he was a false prophet. And how that he was a liar. And how that many of the things he had written were false. And how he had plagiarized people's books. And copied their books. And they put copies of this person's book. And that person's book. And side by side. And I mean a book thick about at least 150 to 180 pages. Yes. You know, so when he did that, you know, then I, I said, oh, I'm, they said, no, no, you can have it. It's a gift. You know? So, I mean, out of politeness, I took it. I remember opening the book once on that day. When I opened it, I saw something so beautiful about Kenneth Hagen. And that's the only thing I remember, and I closed the book. That was it. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't be anointed today. Yeah. I wouldn't be anointed. I'd have a closed face. I'd never, I, can't, I can't receive from, about him. Oh, no, no, no. I, I wouldn't be able to receive. And I wouldn't be, an, you see, if I was not anointed, like Nicodemus said, no one can do these things except the Lord is with him. Yes. You know, our church would have just been one church. Our, our church is not a one church operation. We are operating in more than 90 countries, genuinely. And today I met one young man who is on his way to, uh, I think, Curacao. Yes. I don't even know where it is, but it's a, it's a country. And he was telling me how he's, he's going to start a church when he gets there. Yes, as a volunteer. Without being paid. He's excited. And so are we. I wouldn't be anointed. Yes. If I listened to all the bad things that have been said about Archbishop Duncan Williams since, I was, since I've been in Ghana. God told me to honor him. And that's all that I do. Yes. Publicly and privately. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have an open face. You can't have an open face when you listen to things and you read things and feed on things. That is why somebody who is inquisitive to hear, even if the person hasn't heard anything, is almost as bad as somebody who believes these things. Once you are interested to hear, so why do I want to hear these things? It's because you want to hear something 
to, to help you believe what you want to believe. You see? So it is important to protect yourself. Otherwise, you'll never be anointed. If you don't learn to have an open face, you cannot ever be open enough to be blessed with God's great, greatest servants that he releases into the kingdom and into the world. When John Wesley was around, almost every service he had, there was disturbance. People rising up, causing commotion, fighting, trying to stop him. He used to go from town to town. So when he was an old man, one time he went up to the north of England, I think Newcastle, one of those. And when he got to the town, I think riding on his horse, they were clapping for him and he said, is it me today that somebody's clapping for me in this town? He was even amazed. Yeah. Today we look back and we honor John Wesley. So, brothers and sisters, with an open face, let's receive Jesus, Savior of the world. When he stood amongst his own, his own received him not. What rather they said, ah, he's a carpenter. He's a carpenter. Because according to the Mishnah, the Mishnah is the rabbinical teachings that are passed down by oral tradition the Jews, and they, they use it to guide them. It's like the oral version of the Torah. By the age of 15, you are ready for your vocation. And by 18, you are ready for marriage. Yes. And rightly so. I hear some people say. And by 30, you are ready for authority. Yes. That is why you could not be a rabbi and be a rabbi uh, and, uh, uh, and have authority to teach unless you were 30 years old. And that's why, so Jesus being 30 and beginning his ministry was also exactly coinciding with what was acceptable. And that is why we know the ages of the apostles, that they must have mostly been teenagers, except Peter, who may, might have been the oldest, because the only one who had a wife. The others were not ready. <laughs> Are you excited? Beautiful. So, I need you to have an open face. Yes. I will never be anointed in a healing ministry. You know, I've had crusades where people called me a magician in different countries. Yes. And sometimes it's like magic. You just, you just get amazed. We are all standing there. We don't even know how the people got healed. Yes. Because I don't have anything to do with it. It's the Holy Spirit. And I would never have been if I didn't have an open face to Benny, towards Benny Hinn. Because one day when the Lord was blessing me 
and I was trying to pursue the Lord in the healing ministry, he told me that I should follow Benny Hinn. I remember clearly the day. He said, follow Benny Hinn. But I said, I don't understand anything when he preaches. He doesn't use verses in the New Testament. So I don't understand all that he's teaching. But you see, it took me about 10 years of listening to him to begin to understand it. I needed an open face. I didn't need all the things that are said about him. And that have been said about him for years and years and years. So make sure you protect your spirit and you protect the openness of your face from calumny, from slander, and from wickedness. Because that is the work of the devil. Don't think of any other work. You know, one time we were building at a project somewhere. I don't want to mention where. Then we had some people. There was a man who was sort of fighting us. And his work was to go around to different houses in the neighborhood of the project. Telling people bad things about us. When it rains, the water will come to your house. When this happens, this will happen. That until he was able to stir up the people in the community to even make a demonstration against the church. And I remember that time the Holy Spirit whispered to me, that's the work of the slanderer, the diabolos. That's what the Bible says, by the multitude of your traffic, the plentifulness of the traffic of your stories that you trade. The, trade, the trading of the, of the diabolos is not in goods and merchandise. It is in stories. So when you read, it says, by the multitude of the traffic of thy merchandise, you have increased into whatever. And that traffic is the trading of stories. So, remember that that is the work. Anytime you see somebody going from here to this person, to this person, trying to stir up hatred with stories and so on, you are seeing the devil impersonified and actually living out the work of the slanderer. I I didn't write the Bible. You can read it for yourself. So, the openness of your face will determine how much you can be changed. Now, when Catherine Kuhlman came on the scene, you know, I'm a doctor, so it takes a lot for me to believe in certain things. But I remember a book, and it's the only book of its kind I've ever read, written by a medical doctor. I think I had one with Dr. Go, right? Yeah. In that book, you see x-rays and you see scans. I remember this particular child. She was like 15 or 16. And she developed a cancer of the, I think, of the pelvic, the hip joint or the pelvis. I think the hip joint. Pelvic bone bone somewhere there. So, you know, there's a blood vessel that goes straight down like this. So, instead of the blood vessel in the scan, you see the x-ray. Instead of it going straight down, it goes down, then it turns around the tumor. 
And so you see the tumor huge in the x-ray like that. Now, she came for Catherine Kuma's event. She was going to die. She came for Catherine Kuma's service. And she was prayed for. Then the, the doctor showed the x-rays like two weeks after a change. And change. So instead of going around like this, it became straighter and straighter until it was straight. They took it up to one year, two years, like that, straight. The cancer melted. Yeah. And it became straight. That's power. Now, when Catherine Kuman was ministering in America, a lot of people mocked her. They, they mocked her dress. She had a particular type of dress she wears with, I don't know, the style. No, the girl, what, what was it called? Bell sleeves. Okay, bell sleeves. And then she, 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 speak, she speaks in a funny way. Who's there? You know? And then when she's, when she's preaching, she, when she's on the stage, she, 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 she walks backward like this. As if she's flying. Like this. If you watch Benny Hinn, you see Benny Hinn does also something like that. Yeah. But you see, all the people in America couldn't receive that anointing. It took a simple boy. You see, Benny Hinn is actually like, uh, I think he's, a, he's an Arab. You see, he's a, a Palestinian or an Arab who grew up in Israel. Yes, in the, with the Catholics. Do you see? Yes, and he ran away from the war to Canada. So it's like an outsider, a simple young boy who was taken by a pastor in Canada to go and listen to Catherine Kuman's program in Pittsburgh. Simple, with an open face. And he saw power. And because he was open, he received and, and believed. Because it, it was wonderful to him. But he wasn't like a normal American with a lot of criticism. This woman is divorced. This woman has this. This woman is like this. This woman, she's rich. She has diamonds. She has so much money at the end of her ministry. Because getting to the end of her ministry, you know, at a point with, with Catherine Kuma, people started writing their wills and giving everything to her. They said, oh, I would refuse all the money for medical bills. Yes. And people start becoming more generous and more open to give. Oh, yes. I've, even if, for me, even in my life, I see people give more than, than ever before. Yes. Because then, of course, people have more confidence that what you are giving to is, is a real thing. Yeah. So she had so much money. People criticized, but Benny Hinn, 21 years old. I can show you a video. If we were having a camp, I would play a video. When you see, you wouldn't believe that this is Benny Hinn. Yeah. Open face makes you to be transformed until he became the most well-known healing minister in the whole world. In the whole world. That's metamorphosis power. It comes by having an open face. Do you believe I'm reading from the Bible? And as soon as your face is cranked up, you just look at the person and say, ah, he's a choleric. So, you see, the fact that you even see somebody's temperament, it, it, you're not seeing the person well. No, no, it's true. You're not seeing the person well. If I do something and you say, oh, it's cholerism. Do you see? You are not seeing me well. You shouldn't see me as a choleric or phlegmatic. 
I can see you as a choleric or phlegmatic, but you shouldn't see me unless you don't want to. If you don't want to, let's just be friends. Yes. Let's just be friends. But if you are to receive any grace, you don't have to think of, oh, he said he would mill straight. I know that he would mill sis. Oh, yes, I knew there was one in my school. Straight away, your face is cranked up and you are not thinking well. So, let your face be open and don't allow Satan to destroy you. Amen. Amen. One time, my precious Kenneth Hagin, somebody accused him of being racist against black people with a book. I said, this has no effect on me. You know, I'm still praying to see Jesus. The other day, I realized that I think I've become a bit discouraged about seeing Jesus. I'm not praying about it in the same way. I mean, it's like, it, it sounds so fantastic. Jesus would appear to you and talk to you for two hours. Recently, I met a man who told me he worked for Kenneth Hagin for five years. And Kenneth Hagin said that 95% of the things he was told in the visions, he was not allowed to say them. So the ones we've heard are 5%. <laughs> wow. Now, the next thing is, uh, there are just two things in this scripture. One is the open face. And then number two is beholding the glory of the Lord. You see, then you are changed into glory. We are changed into the same thing you keep looking at. So, notice the scripture. It says, beholding, are you looking at the scripture? As in a glass, like like in a mirror. In other words, directly and clearly. If you behold, okay, the glory of God, you are changing to the same thing you look at. So, what you keep looking at, you keep changing into that. So, if you keep looking at pornography, you see, you'll be transformed into the image of what you are looking at. And that is why, you see, because you would, you would think that, oh, this thing is something I'm looking at in a screen. It's not having an effect on me. But it is having an effect on you. It does have an effect on you. The films we watch, where you see somebody killing someone, murdering, they, they teach you how to kill. And many things, you will all realize that you are changing to, to what you are looking at. That is why it's important to know what you look at. Even if there are ugly things and there are bad things and there are problems, you must choose to behold the glory, behold the beauty of things. So for instance, if you come onto this campus, do you think everything in this campus is perfect? Not at all. There are things, by all means, this is a, a big campus. 
it's not easy to complete or even organize or run or manage anything. If you keep looking at the mistake or the problem, you'll be surprised you become what you are looking at. You see, those who criticize things, give them some time. They become exactly what they are criticizing. They become that thing. It's amazing. That's all that you saw. And that's all that you kept looking at. I remember one man who attacked his father. Young, he was a young boy then. He attacked his father because his father had a child with somebody else. Or children with somebody else. I mean, he attacked him. And he hated him. And he fought him. Now, today he has this guy. He has children with different, 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 different women. Yes, he has changed into the same image of what he was beholding. Yes. That is why you need to get videos of crusade. When I look at Bonky, you know, I have a big screen. I look at Bonky in his crusade. You know, I keep looking at it and look. You must be, wow, I've watched it before. Oh, no problem. Let me watch again. What I'm looking at, eh, I'm changing into that thing that I'm looking at. I'm telling you, I'm changing into it. I'm changing into it. I'm changing into what I'm looking at. When you see a man of God, he has a glorious part and there may be some natural part. Don't even think of even sin. Bible calls it uncomely. It's not everything that you, you say or not everything that you should. Suppose I say, okay, you remove everything that you have now. Will you enjoy it? You'll not enjoy it. <laughs> uncomely part, Bible says we, we give them more honor and cover even more. Not that it's a sin. So, focusing on the glory. I saw one bodyguard who used to work for Benny Hinn. He was now making a story of Benny Hinn because he, had, he decided to leave and now he was making a story out of being there and whatever he knew. Yes. He had had the privilege of traveling and being there. You see, whilst you were with Benny Hinn, you should have been beholding the glory. Yes. One time I was in Argentina. Yes. And I was in a, in a church, an Argentinian pastor. He has the largest church there, Buenos Aires. And he told me, Benihin, anointing. You know, they can't speak so much English. Benihin, the anointing, the presence. And he said to me, I played a trumpet or some instrument on the stage. At a Benihin crusade. Benihin called me 
and laid hands on me. He said, that's my church. That's my church. Yes. That's my church. Yes. Yes. Up till today. He said, I played this instrument on the stage. And he called me. Instead of seeing things to talk about, he does this, he does that, he did this, that, whatever. He saw the glory. And you are changed from glory to glory into the same image that you are looking at. So fix your eyes clearly and squarely on the beauty. Glory means the beauty. There is some beauty in every calling. There is some beauty in every ministry. One time I was on a flight with an archbishop. Duncan Williams. I've been on a couple of flights with him. But we just happened to meet on the flight. So I sat by him. I went, I went to sit by him for a while. You know. By the time I left, you see, he has bought me a present. He called the people and bought me a present. Yes. Then, you know, I was just looking at him. Then I could, I, I could see that the difference between myself and him in his faith and all that he has is God whereas I thought that like, like I'm a doctor I have my education I have whatever this, he has only God hey I saw something wonderful yes you know keep your eyes on the glory somebody could have said and hey, who does he think he is why is he sitting over here he should sit at the back he shouldn't sit in the front that's how somebody would think. Another person will keep his eye on the glory and say, yes. What a blessing. I can see some power here. Hallelujah. And he bought a present for me. Which also taught me something. Buy presents for people. <laughs> yes. Behold the glory and be changed into the same image. Is it a blessing or is it not a blessing? Tell somebody metamorphosis power. Beautiful. I told you today I'll preach a short sermon. <laughs> you want me to continue because it is long and you see the sun is shining. Many are enjoying metamorphosis power. Yes. Keep your eyes fixed on the glory. You'll be shocked how you change. Yes. How you become different. Yes. And God will bless you. You know, it's not easy to become something different, to have a profound change, a complete change in structure. It's not easy to change, it takes a lot. And I'm telling you that this is the way change comes. By having an open face. What, what you are open. When they say this, okay. So, uh, uh, yes. Why not? Of course. Thank you. That's all. You'll be shocked how your life will change. Yes. Rather than sitting with people who have sarcastic, cynical comments and accusations that fly like arrows and darts. From their mouths. 
Now, I'm going to give you one more key. I have seven keys, but I, I, today is my birthday, so I, I have to give you only two keys. <laughs> what do you think? How many keys do you want? Seven keys on your key bunch. Beautiful. Metamorphosis power. Number two is be open to transformation power. Be open to transformation power. Romans chapter 12. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Amen. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed. Everybody say, be not conformed. Transformation power. Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, under this very last point today about transformation power. How many want to enjoy, you have enjoyed metamorphosis power. How many want to enjoy transformation power? Transform. Transform. You'll be transformed. Tell somebody I'm being transformed. Yes. You are being transformed. You see, a thousand micro churches is not possible with how you are now. There needs to be some transformation. There needs to be some metamorphosis. It's not easy to be the leader of a church. There's, there's pressure there. Yes. There's pressure there. It's not easy to be a missionary. Pray for missionaries. Missionaries are the, the most severely blasted of pastors, they experience the most severe and withering storms on the mission field. For me, I have great respect for anybody who has ever been. If you've been before that, so not that you killed anybody or you did anything, just that you came, you went and you came, and you are normal. Yes, <laughs> it's beautiful. Amen. Now, transformation power. The first thing in transformation power, and it's quite simple, is that you must not be conformed to this world. That's that's it. If you are not conformed to the world, you will be transformed. It's like you, you, you go already 70% of the way of transformation if you are simply not conformed to this world. That's all. Yes. That's it. That's, the, <laughs> that's where the biggest change takes place. Yeah. Just, just that you are not conformed to the world. Like you are not like the world. No, then you are, 
already a major transformation has taken place. Yeah. 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 You are completely different. Yes. If you are, you are not conformed, like you are not like the world, <laughs> suddenly there is a major change in you, in you. If you like, look at yourself and see. You see that the whole world is going this way. But you have chosen not to be like the world. That's all. And immediately you'll be different in your office. You'll be different at your workplace. You'll be different in your school. You'll be different in your church. You'll be different in life. You'll be different from all your brothers and sisters. You'll be a completely different person. Yes. Yes. If everybody in your family is criticizing your father, like children, sometimes when the children start, they, they, they form a team. As a team. And they are all bored with their father. Ebae, ebae. Now, if you decide not to be conformed, immediately you are like a different person. It's like you've totally changed. Yes. What is, what is this world about? This world is a rat race. A rat race. Everybody's running after things. True or not true? I lie or I no lie? I lie or I no lie? What are people running after? Money and what else? Power. Fame. Girls. Boys. Houses. Cars. Listen. The day you don't like cars much, whatever car, you have been trans. You see that you are completely a different person. It's true. You know, one day I was having a program. Somebody came to tell me that there is a Bentley. There is a Bentley park on the car park. A what? Bentley. And if I see a Bentley, I will not know what it's like. What it is. You fine or you no fine? Now, the owner of the Bentley offered me to drive his Bentley. And I was thinking to myself that it's like if I have thousand things that I would like to do, it will be after, after thousand. <laughs> why, why, why do I want to drive this Bentley? But you see, many people will be saying, wow, Charlie. So I cannot use, oh yeah, you can, oh, yeah. You see, the day all your mind goes off all those things, and the day you see that, oh, if I have my Korean car, it's as good as, because when you go to Korea, you see that the Korean car, they are wild cars. You see that it's not bad at all. <laughs> yes. That's where you see that a change has happened in your life. Everybody wants this. So, I'm okay. Transformation. 
Everybody wants to go to London. We are going to Nigeria. Wow. Everybody in Nigeria is trying to leave Nigeria. Yes. Yes. Have my guys left? Did they leave yesterday? Yes. The teams started leaving yesterday. Calabar left and Enugu left. Yes. Abiyokuta is about to go. Yes. So, suddenly we are, we are different. Yes. Suddenly there is a difference. Yeah. I was arranging some missions at the, at the back of Rwanda. You know, where the rebels came from. Yes. At the back there. Somebody was saying, now we should go to Kigali. I said, I prefer the back one. Straight away, you are different. Yeah. Look at the girls in your life, your girlfriends, your friends. I mean, no, I'm talking to girls about their friends. Hey! Okay. Your friends, your friendships. Hey, babe. <laughs> Forgive. about all your friends and what your friends want, what your friends like, where your friend wants to work, what your friend wants to do, the kind of boys they like. And you like this simple brother who doesn't have anything. I mean, we have a song, oh brother, sister, will you marry me? I think it's going to be well. I don't have anything, but God will take care of us. Do you remember that song? Yeah. Yeah. Sister, Sister, will you marry me? Will you marry me? I may not have much. I don't think I have much. But I have a call of God. I have the call of God. Sister. I have the call of God. I may not have much, but I have the call of God. That's all. Suddenly, you are different from all other sisters. Yeah. What a blessing. Yeah. Transformation. I said transformation. Transformation comes by not being conformed to this world. So as you go home today, tell yourself, you know what? I'm not going to align myself with the world. What the world is doing is not my standard. Yes. Don't let it be your standard. Yes. Let God be your standard. You know, it's only when you believe in Jesus that you say, Lord, I want to go to the ends of the world and preach your word. The normal world doesn't. What ends of which world? What are you talking about? But I tell you, brothers and sisters, when you decide I will not be conformed to this world, you'll be blessed. Everybody says, I have to live here. You don't have to live there. You have to have your church there. 
Here we are, we are having church without canopies. We are having the church. We're having a church. Is it fantastic? The second key in this transformation power is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. Now, renewing of your mind is to have a new mind. Do you see? And to have a new mind, you have to agree and accept that your mind is not correct on certain topics. You see, your mind is the computer of the body. And it has to be reprogrammed. Because your your computer will not give you information. It will not tell you a birthday alert or an alert or any until you put something into it. So your mind is the computer and something has to be put into it. Then it starts coming back out. So you need to renew the computer information. And one of the main reasons why information doesn't go into us is that we assume that we know yes I know what they are going to say I know what they are saying I know this topic so that blocks us from having the renewal of our minds the way we ought to have it are you listening to me yes so today it is important that you set yourself to renew your mind you know I was listening to a message yesterday. You know, I kept repeating it. And I, 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 it is when you start listening to the same message several times that you realize that you didn't even get the message at all the first time. Yes. That's when your computer starts changing. That's really when it starts changing. If you listen to what I'm preaching again, if you have the time and you listen to it again and again, you will learn two main verses in your life. The Second Corinthians 3.18 and the Romans 12 verse 2. You realize that all I've preached about is these two verses. Metamorphosis power and transformation power. And metamorphosis power is to do with an open face and beholding glory rather than beholding evil. And transformation power has to do with not being conformed to the world. Just being not like them. And number two, renewing the computer that you have up there. Renewing your computer. Yes. That's transformation. And you actually change radically. You really change. In fact, if I meet somebody who's really been soaking messages, I can tell the change. Yes. <laughs> One time I met uh, some, some of my pastors from a certain part of Ghana. I sat with them. I don't know whether it was a crusade or a program. It was in the evening after something. We were all sitting outside talking. And then I told them, you, you all don't listen to messages. You don't do this. You don't. I was just telling them. But, you know, they were just sitting there. I was talking with them. Then after somebody asked, how do you know that we don't listen to messages? I said, I can tell. And he said, it's true, we don't listen to messages here. All of us, we don't listen to messages. But how do you know? Because you can see there's certain changes that are not taking place. 
in the person. Yeah. Transformation takes place from and through this renewed computer. You know, my, my pastor who ordained me, Pastor Bassett in, um, in England, uh, he, he, his profession was pornography. You know, I think he was one of the, either the actors, photographers. He was, he was, he was one of the, that was his work. You know, he was not watching. He was actually organizing it, doing it, whatever. So, you know, one day he was preaching about this in church in London, Finchley Road. 339 Finchley Road. That's where the church was. And he said, and I was surprised. He said, you know, when I got saved, I knew that the important thing was love. So everybody I see, I love. And he said to him, when you see a girl, you love her by sleeping with her. So that, and he, he said he never knew there was anything wrong with it. Because even though he was a born again Christian, the computer has not been formatted, reformatted. He has not had any change in the computer. So everybody he meets, he just loves you. I love 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 you. He was shedding a lot of love abroad. <laughs> now one day he said he was in bed with one of his girl lovers as a Christian. And in the middle of the night, suddenly a huge demon power appeared in front of him in the bed. And he was frightened. And he jumped out. The girl was in the bed. That was his, the one he was loving. And he said something told him there is something wrong. So now he went to the Bible. And when he read, he was so surprised to find out that there is something called fornication. He had not heard of it before. I mean, can you believe it? But he had not heard of it. Nobody told him. And he said when he heard that, he corrected that. And he married, I think later, he married his wife. And they are still together. He's over 70 years old now. Yeah. So a real change can take place. Those of you who are not changing, you are not doing these four things. Either you don't have an open face when I come to preach or when you hear the word, you are not open to receive or you are not beholding good things. Because if you are staying in the house and all your cousins are doing bad things, you see them jumping here, coming here, going with somebody, another guy has come, and then they are moving here, they are in the room. As you see, you see a life, you, you, before you realize, you change into that image. Yes. You become like how your house is. All the bad things they do in your house, you do some. Then, you are, if you are not changing, you, you, you probably like to be like the world. Yes. What, you admire the world. And I can tell you, 
I don't, I, I respect them and I, I, I admire them. Like, let's say, the people that are successful, I admire it. But not to that point of even, you know, I have, is it Bill, I don't know if it's Clinton. I, I'm not sure even what I have. But I have these, some of these books. Clinton, uh, what, Bush, Lee Kuan Yew, I have them. I've never read them. You know, and I, I, I do read. Never. I keep reading Rejoinet book over and over. <laughs> I don't know why. That's what blesses me. Yes, I'm beholding. It's what is attractive to me. I am not attracted to the world's form of success. Because I don't find it successful. Because I find it's limiting. It ends just in the world right here. No, it's finished. What do you take things to? I don't find it eternal. I don't, I don't find it long-lived at all. I find it very short. You know, Apostle Paul died about the age of 58, 60. Yeah, he was, he, he was born in AD 4. Something like AD 4. So he was about four years younger than Jesus. You know, he was a young man. So when he died just around Nero's... Uh, what do you call it, around AD 60, AD whatever. He, that was, and for his age, for that era, he was an old man. In fact, he wrote in Philemon, Paul the aged, or Paul the old man. Yes. So for, for that era, he was an old man. Yes. The life expectancy was, what, 40 at that time. That's why I said, that by 15, you start your profession. And by 18, you, you, you are ready for. I said, either 18 or 20, you are ready for a woman. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Paul was an old man. So by the time he finishes his life in me, eternity is speaking. Whatever his achievements are, it's eternal. By, by a certain age, it's over. It's all over. It's all over. There's nothing you can take away. You can't even control the things you have. So, to me, the world is not attractive. Serving God and putting down things for eternity is what's attractive to me. Yeah. So, don't conform. Don't be attracted to all these great people. If you go to Singapore, I was there with my bishops a couple of years ago. You know, and I'm sure we are going to go to some other places. Yes. You find that, you find that Singapore is an amazing place, and Lee Kuan Yew is an amazing person, an amazing leader. Amazing. But I'm more drawn to Paul. I'm more drawn to Rejoiner. I'm more drawn to people who live for God. Yes. May you be like that. And may your computer be transformed. Totally, genuinely, from the innermost place. And may you turn into one of the micro churches. May you become a nation. May you become a great tribe. May your children be many, and your fruits be many, and your baskets of seeds be many, and your bag of seeds be many. And your fruits, in your baskets of fruits for heaven be plenteous. 
May God anoint you with metamorphosis power and transformational power. May you be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by an, an open face, by beholding the glory, the glory, and the glory. In the name of Jesus, Savior of the world, I bless all the children and the families that have been given to be part of this great ministry and commission and this great opportunity that has been granted through mercy from God to us as a family. I bless all that have celebrated my birthday and have honored me. Be honored also and be celebrated. And may you never fall into delusions and deceptions. May you never have the cares of believing a lie or serving wood and stone. But may God multiply everything about you. Now lift your hands like this. Receive the gift of fruitfulness. All those watching television, watching us, lift your hands at home and receive the gift of fruitfulness. Receive the gift of fruitfulness. Receive the gift on your hands. If you have oil, put some oil on your hands. Receive the grace of fruitfulness. That whatever you are involved with will multiply, will increase, will grow, will expand, and will never stagnate. Be blessed of the Lord with the blessing of fruitfulness on this special day. As you have honored the servant of the Lord, may the Lord bless you back with the gift of fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus, who died for you and for me, who paid the price for me and for you, may the blessing of the Lord perpetually follow you everywhere. Come through your windows, come through your doors, and overflow abundantly. May you be celebrated by your children and by your grandchildren. May you be honored by your spiritual children. May you be honored by your ministry children. May you be honored by your sons and daughters in the Lord. May the Lord bless you with fellow servants, fellow soldiers, and fellow prisoners of the Lord. Live long and fulfill your calling. Arrive in heaven in glory to receive crowns, to receive rewards, to receive joy unspeakable full of glory. May the Lord increase you and help you. Now whatever crisis you are going through, whatever stalemate, whatever difficulty, I release the hand of God for a mighty and supernatural intervention bringing about an end to every crisis and every wickedness operating and manifesting in your life and your family and your ministry in the name of Jesus Christ the savior of the world now whatever is unusual that you have not been able to do because you wanted to be like the world now receive the grace of God to not be conformed to this world any longer in Jesus mighty name never be worried anymore 
about what the people say or people's impressions and opinions about you overcome slander overcome backbiting overcome wicked stories overcome all maligning and malice and spite by the power and the grace of God and the love of God may you build your own houses as the Lord himself blesses the church to build many churches may you build many houses and do well in the name of Jesus Christ let the enemies of the Lord perish as you stand strong to serve him all the days of your life be blessed I bless you and be blessed again give the Lord a mighty shout and a clap of now every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment we are praying we are ending but if you want to give your life to Jesus I want to say pastor pray with me I want to give my heart to God wherever you are pastor pray with me I want Jesus to save my life make me a new person I want Jesus to save me wherever you are if you want Jesus to save you maybe somebody invited you but you are not born again really but today you want to really really be born again and be changed by this mighty power when you say pastor pray for me and pray with me and help me today I want to know God yesterday somebody sent me a message I, I got saved at the Koforidua crusade today you can be saved and one day you'll be testifying I got saved in Mampong if you are here and you are watching want to give your life to Jesus pastor pray with me and lift your hand up like this just lift up your right hand high God bless you lift it up high pastor I want you to pray with me I want to know God and I want to change from today. I want to change from today God bless you God bless you God bless you lift it up high don't be afraid don't be conformed to this world want to give your life to Jesus if you've lifted up your hand like this come from wherever you are come to the to the front here I want to pray with you in the front here come on come from upstairs come from the back come on my brother come on come to God come to Jesus come on come to
Lift your hands and let's pray. Say with me this prayer. Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to Jesus. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Please wash my sins away with the blood of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I can't hear you say, Heavenly Father, forgive me. Help me to be born again from today. Wash me with the blood of Jesus Christ. Make me a new person today. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Now, give them one of my books as a present. I'm giving you a book as a gift. This book is normally sold for about 40 or 50 CDs. I don't know exactly how much, but for you it is free today. Amen. It's a gift. Everybody is going to get one. God bless you. And if you have your book, please go to this side. We have all these wonderful people waiting for you on the other side. All right. Take your Holy Communion. this opportunity we lift up the bread we say this is now your body and we receive the body of Jesus Christ we receive healing receive power we receive life we receive your goodness bless everyone who is part of this communion and heal us of every pain every disease every form of cancer every form of debilitating disease every chronic disease Every disease where we have to take medicine every day, every eye condition, every hearing condition, every genitourinary condition, every fertility problem, every difficulty, Lord, give us your healing power. We receive it through the body of Jesus Christ. Receive the body of Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus Christ.
There will be no happiness without forgiveness. There must be forgiveness. How many realize there must be some forgiveness? You know, the person standing by you will not stand by you if you don't forgive. You must forgive. Otherwise, you have no friends. You have no family. You have no happiness, no love. Through the blood of Jesus, may you find the power to forgive, to love, and to relate with whoever the Lord wants you to relate with. May your mistakes be overlooked as you also overlook other people's mistakes. May your sins be forgiven through this wonderful blood. May the blood of Jesus speak for you in the gates when the enemy comes against you as a flood. May the blood of Jesus meet them and explain why you are free from all guilt and condemnation. For who is he that would lay a charge to the Lord's anointed? Be covered, be washed, and be delivered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for the goodness of healing. The Lord bless you abundantly with good things. As you have worn colorful dresses and celebrated, may you have many colorful days many days of celebration may your days of mourning and days of sorrow be few and far between in Jesus name I pray Amen God bless you, you may be seated God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today For more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.